Welcome, everyone, to episode 176 of The Mystic Show. Welcome to the show. My name is Chris Curran. I'm your host, and I'm happy you're able to join me here on The Mystic Show. This is the show where we talk about a lot of things that are unseen and otherworldly, but they're the most important things in life. Spirituality, mindfulness, meditation, intuition, discrimination, lot of great stuff. If you practice the best of what we talk about on this show, it'll make a big difference in your life. We release new episodes every Friday morning, and you can hear us as a podcast everywhere. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. And of course, our website, themysticshow.net, www.themysticshow.net. You can also find all our previous episodes there, but you can also sign up for the behind the scenes email list where you get a free copy of this little cool audio project I made called Relax with Rumi, where I took relaxing music and I read some selected Rumi quotes over it and it turned out really well. People love it. So you can sign up to get that free. And thanks again to Pause Your Life, our sponsor, our biggest supporter. Pause Your Life facilitates meetups and retreats for those times in your life when you just want to hit the pause button and stop the craziness. Just stop and just unload all your baggage and be light and just be a human being. And feel the refreshing feeling that comes along with with that, with dropping all your baggage. So we are continuing our summer of As a Man Thinketh. That's the James Allen book that we're going to be reading from this entire summer. It's a very short book, and we're going to read very short excerpts on every episode. And the idea for the summer is that we can all relax and go spend some time in nature. And so the episodes this summer are going to be shorter than usual, short and sweet, and powerful, though. I'm going to read from As a Man Thinketh, and I might not comment too much. In fact, right as soon as I'm done reading the excerpt, you may hear the music come in and fade out, and that's it. So I encourage you to take advantage of this summer. Maybe get outdoors. Maybe spend some time by yourself. Maybe write in a journal. It's an opportunity for each of us to... Be a little more real with ourselves. You know, we all get caught up living our daily lives, working, family, food, taking showers, going to the bathroom, everything we do every day. It just becomes a big routine. Well, maybe you want to do something to snap yourself out of that. Maybe hit the pause button and go go for a walk by yourself or 
or read a good book. I mean, when's the last time you got some time to really sit there and read for a good hour or two? So, I don't know. The time that, for me personally, the time that I make time for myself, where I can just be with myself and and read and meditate and maybe listen to some talks or anything, or go in nature, go spend some time in nature. I mean, those are very important times in our lives. And unfortunately, with the craziness of modern day life, we don't get much of that. So that's actually why Pause Your Life exists, to provide the opportunities for each of us to, to pause and to reconnect with that inner divinity. And, you know, it, this whole spiritual adventure is, it's inside of you. You know, there's something inside of you. There's some connection to divinity and you can find out what that is. And there's tools and methods you can use to find out. But of course, there's no guarantee of a, of a time frame. It's not like if you meditate every day for 30 days, you got it. I, nobody can make that guarantee because it's an it's a adventure into the unknown. So the excerpt we're going to read today, we're going to start the second section of this book. Again, this book is written by James Allen, who also wrote the book that we republished. That book is called Byways of Blessedness, and that is an amazing book. It's on Amazon. There's links on pauseyourlife.org as well. That is just a tremendous book. This book, As a Man Thinketh, is much shorter and very, very powerful. Very, like, you kind of have to read it again and again or listen to it again and again. So um, so when after I'm done reading this excerpt, you may want to just rewind the podcast and listen again. It really makes a big difference to listen a second time, actually. You hear things, or second, third, or fourth time, too, because you hear things that you didn't hear the first time, and things make sense. So the second section of this book is called Effect of Thought on Circumstance. Effect of Thought on Circumstance. So I'll go ahead and read it. Again, the book is called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. It was originally published in 1903 or 1902. The section is called Effect of Thought on Circumstance. A man's mind may be likened to a garden, which may be intelligently cultivated or allowed to run wild. But whether cultivated or neglected, it must and will bring forth. If no useful seeds are put into it, then the abundance of useless weed seeds will fall therein and will continue to produce their kind. Just as a gardener cultivates his plot, keeping it free from weeds and growing the flowers and fruits which he requires, so may a man tend the garden of his mind, weeding out all the wrong, useless, and impure thoughts and cultivating toward perfection the flowers and fruits of right, useful, and pure thoughts. By pursuing this process, a man sooner or later discovers that he is the master gardener of his soul, the director of his life. He also reveals within himself 
the laws of thought and understands with ever-increasing accuracy how the thought forces and mind elements operate in the shaping of his character, circumstances, and destiny. Thought and character are one. And as character can only manifest and discover itself through environment and circumstance, the outer conditions of a person's life will always be found to be harmoniously related to his inner state. This does not mean that a man's circumstances at any given time are an indication of his entire character, but that those circumstances are so intimately connected with some vital thought element within himself that, for the time being, they are indispensable to his development. Every man is where he is by the law of his being. The thoughts which he has built into his character have brought him there. And in the arrangement of his life, there is no element of chance, but all is the result of law which cannot err. This is just as true of those who feel out of harmony with their surroundings as of those who are contented with them. As a progressive and evolving being, man is where he is that he may learn that he may grow. And as he learns the spiritual lesson which any circumstance contains for him, it passes away and gives place to other circumstances. Man is buffeted by circumstances so long as he believes himself to be the creature of outside conditions. But when he realizes he is a creative power and that he may command the hidden soil and seeds of his being out of which circumstances grow, he then becomes the rightful master of himself. That circumstances grow out of thought Every man knows who has for any length of time practiced self-control and self-purification. For he will have noticed that the alternation in his circumstances has been in exact ratio with his altered mental condition. So true is this that when a man earnestly applies himself to remedy the defects in his character and makes swift and marked progress, he passes rapidly through a succession of vicissitudes. The soul attracts that which it secretly harbors, that which it loves, and also that which it fears. It reaches the height of its cherished aspirations. It falls to the level of its unchastened desires. And circumstances are the means by which the soul receives its own. Every thought seed sown or allowed to fall into the mind and to take root there produces its own, blossoming sooner or later into act and bearing its own fruitage of opportunity and circumstance. Good thoughts bear good fruit, bad thoughts bad fruit. The outer world of circumstances shapes itself to the inner world of thought and both pleasant and unpleasant external conditions are factors which make for the ultimate good of the individual. As the reaper of his own harvest, man learns both by suffering and bliss.
following the inmost desires, aspirations, and thoughts by which he allows himself to be dominated, pursuing the will of the wisps of impure imaginings, or steadfastly walking the highway of strong and high endeavor, a man at last arrives at their fruition and fulfillment in the outer conditions of his life. The laws of growth and adjustment everywhere obtain. A man does not come to the almshouse or the jail by the tyranny of fate or circumstance, but by the pathway of groveling thoughts and base desires. Neither does a pure-minded man fall suddenly into crime by stress of any mere external force. The criminal thought had long been secretly fostered in the heart, and the hour of opportunity revealed its gathered power. Circumstance does not make the man. It reveals him to himself. No such conditions can exist as descending into vice and its attendant sufferings apart from vicious inclinations, or ascending into virtue and its pure happiness without the continued cultivation of virtuous aspirations. A man, therefore, as the Lord and master of thought, is the maker of himself, the shaper and author of environment. Even at birth, the soul comes of its own, and through every step of its earthly pilgrimage, it attracts those combinations of conditions which reveal itself, which are the reflections of its own purity and impurity, its strength and weakness. And there you have it. That is some great stuff. I hope you have a great week. I hope you meditate well. I hope you can reach deeper inside yourself and embrace what's there and allow that lightness to drift in the direction of other people as well. That's a byproduct, but it's a nice byproduct. So until next time, as always, keep shining.